Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I enjoyed playing against him as well. <laughs> like, he's been bad for... I had a bad day at the office, like, yesterday. Yeah, that's one. That's My best one. Yeah. My bet's one, and I got to spend time with you two. You know, so there you go. I like that. There you go. That's, that's nice. nice. That's sweet. Oh, what I would have surprising. Game. Surprising comment. I yes. liked it. Right. It was uh, plus 800. <laughs> Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jay Croucher. Guys, it's a special day. Do you know why it's a special day? So we're wearing matching overshirts. You are. It's really weird. It's actually Twinsies. I'm freaking me out. Yeah, Uncoordinated. A little weird. That's, that's, oh, that's, right. that's secondary since, to the special day. Not since that one night in Buffalo when we woke up and trained, you know, matching we, the pajamas. Grab, grab, yeah. yeah, matching the pajamas, oh, and we geez. grabbed the wrong clothes on the way out in the morning. Um, that uh, we are in similar outfits. But yes. uh, it's fine. You yes. know what? We embrace it. Yep. Our typical third-string producer is with us today, Pete. And we've, wow. we've compared him to Zach Wilson before, but now the Jets might go back to Zach Wilson, nice, and we're going back to Pete. It's yeah. great to have Pete on board. He was reluctant well, again, to do it. Well, he was again, reluctant to do it. He, was, he is reluctant to do it. Now, he's not sure he wants to do yeah. it, but, you know, again, they looked around, we looked around the producer room and like, look, it is what it is, Pete. You know, for Tuesdays, you're all we got. Steven and Adam, they didn't yeah. give us the spark we needed. They, they, well, yeah, and they're, I mean, listen – Steven is a lifelong Jaguars fan. He's crying in his milk. He's desperate. You know what I mean? Like he's he's, he's, he's yeah, so done. We he's, from he's, he's, shaving half, he's shaving half his half of his beard. He's dressing up as Jackson Deville. He's he's got a lot of uh, Ajna, uh, as it were. You know what I mean? And this is what happens on our show. We see this like when something happens to one of our one of our teammates' teams. And think about Penn State Blake. Yeah. I mean, you know, after after Philly got crushed, the Eagles got crushed by San Francisco. We didn't see Penn State Blake for like two days. <laughs> he's you know, finally like, back today. Like it's he's finally back today. Weirdly wearing a, a hashtag free Dom t shirt, which is <laughs> I, I thought that was an odd choice. But um anyway, it's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like and so we haven't seen Steven. We're stuck with backup Pete, and he did not, in fact, tell us to change outfits. Yeah. This he is didn't. a this is a production failure. But Pete always does a great job getting us ready for Waiver Wired, which is the big part of today's show, as well as Monday Night Football takeaways. And what's that? Nothing. Oh, I no, they keep it. going with the show. You know, the sneaky thing about the Dom thing yeah. is that McCaffrey, after the game, was like, yeah, I don't know if you guys know Drake Greenlaw, but I wouldn't be messing with Drake Greenlaw. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do, do that. I'm back in, yeah, Drake Greenlaw, minus 300 favorite against uh, Big Dom. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... Uh, what are we gonna do? It'd be really interesting. Here's what. Here's what will be fascinating. Speechless. That's a first for you. Here's what's gonna be. Well, because I had a lot of different ways I could go there. Uh, but here's what will be fascinating. Will Big Dom be on the sidelines Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys when the Eagles take on the Pokes right here on Sunday Night Football on NBC and Peacock exclusively? The game of the week. Cannot wait for that game. The MVP quarterback market might be decided by that very game, Dak versus Jalen. Yeah, good transition out of what probably would have been an inappropriate gag about Dom or Drake Greenlaw, wherever you were thinking about going there. Factually Uh, correct. No, but that's a massive game. Uh, Couldn't ask for a better game on Sunday night, and whoever wins that is probably your MVP favorite, Connor. As for who drinks free, well, healthy quarterbacks drink free today because... We fear for all of you, also. Well, well, it's cheap. It's cheap because there's very few of them these days. It's true. Dak, Brock Purdy show up. They get to drink free. Right. Jalen Hurts, Mahomes. Right, right, exactly. There's like five or six, it feels like, uh, in the NFL. So, yeah. That was back. I, I would have said Jags fans drink free or Trevor Lawrence drinks free. But that backup producer Pete wanted to go more positive with a healthy quarterback. So, there you go. 
Quickly, before we jump into everything, Connor, so the New York Jets have three healthy quarterbacks at the moment. Who do you think is going to be starting? I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty confident in that. After the whole, he was reluctant story, then he went into Sal's office and said, I want the ball. I will say what is, I'm sorry, go ahead. All this to lose out the rest of the year, by the way. I don't (laughs) know why anyone cares. Six and a half point dogs out to the Texans. Please go on, though. I was just going to say it's really it's really incredible that every single week there seems and this isn't the incredible part it's awful right but every single week there seems to be a major quarterback injury right I mean so whether you know whether it's you know from Anthony Richardson to Kirk Cousins to Daniel Jones to um, to Trevor Lawrence last night you know Joe Burrow a couple of weeks ago like just these massive quarterback injuries as well Deshaun Watson and just feels like every single time one of these quarterbacks goes down whether it's on their team or off the free agent wire, an NFL team finds a quarterback better than anyone that the Jets have. Every time. I mean, in all Got- seriousness, Joe Flacco, off, the, off his living room couch, within three weeks, played better than I feel like any non-Aaron Rodgers quarterback. By far. It's every time. Yeah. Every single time. Josh Dobbs has done it for, what, three teams? Josh Dobbs has done it for three teams. Jaron Hall, one drive of Jaron Hall. I mean, Jake Browning, obviously, we're going to get into that. Jake Browning looked great last night. C.J. Beathard, uh, Beathard looked competent. He moved coming the ball. In. He moved yeah. the ball. And by the way, he'll be fine. We'll talk about that as well. But, like, C.J. Beathard's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to be Trevor Lawrence, but he's not going to be a disaster. Right. He's not going to be Tim Boyle. He's, he's not going to be Tim Boyle. He's going to awesome. be better than Tim Boyle. Joe Flacco looked like he was throwing to Tory Smith and Anquan Bolden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's throwing up some frozen ropes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for another Super Bowl run, Joe? Yeah, exactly. He's rolling out to his right, just whipping the ball. Ben's got it's, no. un- it's unbelievable seeing how many quarterbacks out there are better than what the Jets are rolling <laughs> it's, out. It's truly – imagine covering it full-time when you're not <laughs> I, here. I don't have to. Yeah, you don't. It's Thank remarkable. God. All right, yeah. well, let's get you guys some help with waiver Wire. We will start with the running backs, of course, and some good news. Final two teams on a bye week, the Cardinals and the Commanders. So, with that – Trivia jump- question. Yeah. With the Commanders on a bye, how will you tell? <laughs> Well, they have become the most one of the most anonymous teams in the league. It was the Colts, but then the Colts them. got good, and so I, now it's the Commanders. I, here's, everyone thinks that like, and I just love bagging on them because they're so terrible. But I will tell you, like, I'm excited about this because <laughs> no, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm excited about this. People are like, oh, you got to get rid of Ron. That was embarrassing. I'm like, absolutely not. Ron Rivera must remain in place for the rest of the season. Do you guys realize that if the draft happened today, the Commanders pick fourth? Oh yes, yeah. the Commanders pick fourth. We got a shot at a top four pick this year. All we got to do is just maintain. We just got to keep on, you know, doing things like putting, you know, Tyreek Hill in single coverage. <laughs> Ron now, is the tank commander. Now, now we play the Jets in a couple of weeks, and that's oh. going to be tough. Yes. Ron's got his work cut out for the him. toilet but, bowl. But figure it out. Put Garrett Wilson in single coverage. We can do this. Uh-huh. We can make this It doesn't this matter. Happen. Nobody oh. can get the ball to him. I've it seen this. It doesn't matter. Oh. And play him off the line of scrimmage, so you can just and then and then um, and take bad angles. We got right. it. We we can do this. You guys close the season. Uh, home to San Francisco, home to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. no. And, and, and I think I think our game out of the bye is the Rams. Yes. At so the Rams. The, our only chance, our only shot at a win, or a legit shot at a win. It's any, any given Sunday, anything can happen. But our only shot at a win, the next four, is the Jets game Christmas in, Eve. A, a Christmas Eve. And so come on. Get, yeah. Come on, Zach Wilson. Let's go. You got this. I believe in your Jets, oh, Connor. Man. You can come to SMY and watch the game with us. I will do that. Segment. Yeah, I will, Christmas uh, Eve, great time I to do, do it. I will do that. Honey, what are you doing? It's uh, We're getting presents. I got to go to SNY. We got Jets Commanders. <laughs> we got Jets Commanders, honey. Zach Wilson, well, Open the presents for the kids. It's fine. Have a glass of eggnog for me. The irony is, is that week one win over Arizona is probably going to cost you Drake May. But, um, but that's all right. <laughs> but it was we totally get, like, get Marvin Harrison. We had, we, had a, we, had a useless win. we had a useless win against Miami uh, the year that – and that cost us Joe yeah, Burrow. Yeah. And we got that's Chase right. Young instead. Like a completely yeah, meaningless win against well. Miami because we would – let the Dolphins score the uh, two-point conversion. Super frustrating. But anyway, well, I digress. All right, running back then. Patriots running back Ezekiel Elliott at the top of our list because he's 60% available and on the short week against the Steelers right now with Ramondre Stevenson. He is expected to miss a few weeks with a high ankle sprain. That is per Adam Schefter right now. So uh, on the short week, it should be the Zeke show, Matthew. The upcoming schedule beyond Pittsburgh on Thursday Night Football, the Chiefs, Broncos, and Bills. But you would think this is more of, hey, if you need to get in the playoffs and you need to pull off a win in this week, then you could fire up Zeke if you're in the That's the spot, important right? thing is as you approach waivers this week, are you in, hey, I got to win this week to get in, 
or are you like I'm making it up myself where you're in first place in your show league and it doesn't matter what happens this week because you've clinched the number one buy and it doesn't really matter. So if you are like me uh, and you've clinched the number one buy and this week is just then this week is just about roster protection, about fortifying your roster for the playoff run. Again, we've seen it, whether it's Tank Dell, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, like injuries can happen anytime. Ramondre Stevenson can happen anytime. So it's really about, don't worry about this week. It's about fortifying your roster uh, for the playoffs. But if you are win and get in mode, then it's just like, it's all, it doesn't matter. Blow all your fab, blow your number one waiver uh, uh, but claim, whatever it is you need to do, because you have to win this week. And Ezekiel Elliott should get a ton of work against the Steelers. Patriots averaging over 27 running back touches per game. Uh, he's had multiple rushes, r- multiple receptions in four straight, so they've started to use Zeke in the passing game as well. And I think, honestly, to the eye test, like, He's looked fine. Like, he's he looked amazing, loss, but he's, yeah. he's looked a lot better than last year. There's some juice there. Steelers just gave up over 100 yards and two touchdowns to James Conner. Again, on a short week with Bailey Zappi under center, and maybe you see some Malik Cunningham. I think they will ride. I think this will be a classic Zeke game, and maybe he averages 3.5 yards per carry, 3.2. But I bet you he gets 20 to 25 touches in this, and he's got a pretty good shot at falling into the end zone. So Ezekiel Elliott, the number one waiver pick, especially if you need to pick if you need a running back for this week. I also think, given that Ramondre is going to be out for a few weeks, he does have kind of enduring value beyond this Thursday too. Steelers' defense is fine, not super imposing. As you mentioned, they got run over by Arizona, and also it looks like T.J. Watt. So T.J. Watt in the game against Arizona, he was writhing in agony on yeah. the sideline, like he could not, he couldn't stay still because he was in so much pain. Doesn't come back in the game. Uh, and then he's just fine, and he's going to play. He's going to play. There's no, no injury designation for TJ Watt, so that makes the defense tougher, but you would figure that Zeke's going to get a lot of volume. Another running back here, our next one on the list would be Tajay Spears, as we often do on waiver wires during running back. We beg you to pick up Tajay Spears. He's available in 64% of leagues. But another interesting caveat in all of this is the status of Derrick Henry, um, who you know was thought to be in concussion protocol. He's not. We got to hear from Mike Vrabel for some clarity on Derrick Henry most recently. This Lean week. forward because you're going to sound. Lean, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Doing great. Zero symptoms. Worked out this morning. Um, so not in the protocol uh, as of now. Not that I'm a, a doctor or any visual test, but when I spoke with him uh, after the game, him and I were probably one of the last two to leave. You know, having been in this and seeing guys that were in the protocol, you know, Derek appeared uh, normal. He went home. I followed up with him at night and again today. So, you know, whatever that is, we'll, we'll, we'll monitor through the week. Sounds like it's been a long season for Mike Vrabel. Yeah, long, long season. Well, I actually season. am a doctor and a visual test. Uh, and okay. Derek Henry looked pretty bad. <laughs> but <laughs> apparently he's going to be fine and good to go. But maybe uh, off of the not concussion, he has a bit of a more limited workload. And Ty J. Spears, when he came in against Indianapolis, he looked fantastic. Just added some burst and speed. He had 88 yards on, on 20 touches last week as well. He's got a 13.5% target share this season, which is sixth highest among running backs. They use him a lot, especially when they're down, and I think that's notable because their game this week is at Miami. Uh, you know, the expectation here is they're going to be down and trailing to the Dolphins. Now, the game is on Monday night football, so we may not have, uh, you know, knowledge about Henry's status come Thursday night or, or even Sunday morning when you have to make some line of decisions, but we do think that even if Henry is a go on Monday night, given game script and, you know, a Dolphins team that is favored by almost two touchdowns at the moment, Tajay Spears probably gets a decent amount of work. But it just goes to show you how important Ezekiel Elliott is on waivers this week because it's a far from Zeke to Tajay Spears. It's a pretty big drop. All right, our next running back here, Roshan Johnson. He's available in 79% of leagues. Jay, we talked earlier in, the, you know, in this week, in the last couple of weeks, just how bad Detroit's defense has been. The Bears are coming off the bye. They have Detroit. I mean, 
Yes, this backfield can be confusing at times, but once again, this is just a feast against the Lions' defense every single week. Exactly. And look, their defense is worse against the pass. Like, those cornerbacks and safeties have no prayer against anyone right now. This might be the worst pass defense in the NFL, honestly, along with Cincinnati. have got an argument there to Arizona. But I do think the Bears, they will keep this close enough to be able to run the ball. The line opened at five. It's already down to three. That was a really bad opener. Like, the Bears are very live to win this game. They really should have beaten Detroit in Detroit. Okay couple of weeks ago too and Roshan as you can see on your screen with his snap percentage playing 75% of snaps at the Vikings with 15 touches certainly would figure that he's going to trend up as the season goes on given that the Bears are not playing for a playoff position yeah no no Deontay Foreman in the last game before the bye so again it's a little bit of like does you know does Foreman come back does he regain the job because he had been the starter for a while and it's it feels like it's a Foreman game, and then it's a Roshan Johnson game, and then Khalil Herbert gets right. some runs. So it's a little bit of a three-headed committee here. But if there's a positive, no team in the NFL allows more receptions per yards to uh, the most yards per reception, I should say, the most yards per reception to running backs than the Detroit Lions. Like, so they give up a lot of that. And so what we've seen so far this year is that whether it's Foreman or Herbert, Roshan Johnson is their third down back. He is their passing down back, and we expect the Lions to be able to put up points on Chicago so given that um, and that you know he's their rookie to your point they're looking towards next year he's somebody that uh, they drafted with high expectations Roshan Johnson comes in at number three on our list this week for the Eagles we saw DeAndre Swift leave the game in the fourth quarter last week so Kenneth Gainwell makes the cut here 73% available he's got Dallas on Sunday night football and week 13 Matthew involved in the passing game which was the most important aspect for Gainwell because DeAndre Swift hasn't one of the reasons why we were down on DeAndre Swift coming into that game and we didn't expect him to have the bad game that he did you know as bad a game as he did and he left the game early and everything like that and just but the fact is is that Swift so far this year at least recently hasn't been involved in the passing game he's but he's gotten by on volume and touchdowns which is great but when you're getting you know hit in the mouth the way they did by the Niners like that's tough and obviously then he gets uh, he leaves the game. We don't know about uh, the health of DeAndre Swift, but I think the argument here is that in a game in which it will either be neutral or trailing to the Cowboys, the Eagles likely will use Gainwell probably more this week. There's a chance he has a massive workload of Swift mists, but even if Swift plays, I think it's clear that Gainwell will have a role in the game as well uh, against Dallas on Sunday Night Football right here on NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man. Yep. The total in this game is 53. Uh, AKA almost twice the total of Steelers uh, Patriots, Patriots on yeah. Thursday Night Football. So I think there'll be a lot of touchdowns to go around in this game, a lot of equities, a lot of yards. Dallas defense got exposed a little bit uh, against the Seahawks with Deron Bland coming down to earth a bit. And so you can run on the Cowboys a little bit. They have an above average rushing defense. It's not a top eight unit though. So I think the gain well, particularly if Swift is out, is very viable. Our last one here, Latavius Murray on the Bills. He's available in 80% of leagues. We you know, haven't seen Leonard Fournette. Murray's been involved the last couple of weeks heavily. KC struggled against running backs the Bills coming off the bye here Matthew any interest in Latavius Murray in a desperation situation you'd have to be pretty desperate but he does have three straight games with over 10 touches um last four games uh, the Chiefs are allowing 127 yards from scrimmage to opposing running backs we just saw Isaiah Pacheco uh, uh I'm sorry we just saw um the Packers move the ball very successfully even A.J. Dillon got some run and A.J. Dillon's been bad all year so um going against them so with Latavius Murray, you're just what you're hoping for is that he falls into the end right. zone, right? Um, James Cook is clearly the preferred running back in Buffalo, but if you're desperate, if you're down this far, Latavius Murray is going to get 10 touches in a high-scoring game with a shot at a touchdown. And sometimes, Jay, that's all you can ask for. That is all you can ask for. I'm glad we've reached the Latavius Murray portion of the segment, right. which seems to pop well, up. Well, it's like it's the old it's the old. Um, uh, in baseball, there used to be the Mendoza line. Yes. Right? Which is... Uh, Latavius you, line. Right. There's a Latavius line. Right. It feels like that's kind of like it's... He just, is very much the dividing line. Yeah, the dividing... line. has been for a few years now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like you just sort of know that's like the, the lowest you want to go before it's just like, oh, yes. boy. You never want to go full Latavius. You never want to go, go full Latavius. Latavius. For people that are not familiar, the, the Mendoza line in baseball was basically... I forget who coined the phrase. Do you remember the player that the name of the player that coined the I phrase? I don't remember his first name. No. Yeah, but no, but uh, so Mendoza was this player um, who always was hitting like I want to say like two twenty. Yeah. It's like a career two twenty hit or something like that. Yeah. Two thirty. And so whoever this a player was, Blake will look it up in the in the break. Mario Mendoza. Yeah, yeah, but no, but there was some other NFL player who said 
I'm sorry, some other MLB player that said, like, oh, I always look at the Mendoza line. Mendoza line, he's like, I just always got to make sure I'm ahead of Mario Mendoza. <laughs> you know, when they, in the ba- back in the day, in the newspapers, they would list everyone's batting yeah, average. It's and 200. So, yeah, it, it's 200. The Mendoza line is 200. So he's like, you always want to be above the Mendoza line. Yep. Um, and so it just, became a, it just became a thing. And so, yeah, I think for football, it's the Latavius line. You I always just so. want to be above the Latavius line. You never want to be below the Latavius line. And- but... We have a couple players that are. As we recap Barry's Week 14 <laughs> top running back waiver targets, you can see the Latavius Murray line in action because we'll start with Ezekiel Elliott, Tajay Spears, Roshan Johnson, Kenneth Gainwell, then Latavius Murray at number five. But at number six, Chris Rodriguez Jr. of your commanders, available in 100% of leagues. Obviously, the commanders are on the bye, but we saw Brian Robinson leave the game Sunday with a hamstring injury. Antonio Gibson does not meet our threshold. He's only available in 44% of leagues. So, Chris Rodriguez Jr., welcome to being below the Latavius Murray line. Yeah, you'd prefer, if Gibson is available in your league, again, available in 44% of Yahoo League. So, you'd prefer uh, you'd prefer Gibson to Chris Rodriguez, and we'll see if Robinson can make it back. I mean, hamstring injury, you would think that's nothing. I mean, the man played after being shot. Right. I mean, you know, so, like, what's a hammy? <laughs> uh, you know, but... It's a flesh wound. Uh, it's a flesh wound. I mean, on, and he's got two weeks to prepare uh, to get better, but... There is a chance in a lost season, and Robinson's such an important part of that offense that they say, hey, take it easy. Let's not make this a worse injury. So uh, if you are stocking up for the future, or even if you have Robinson and you want to, like, sort of you're thinking about the playoffs, worth noting that uh, Gibson at 44% and Chris Rodriguez both have more value today than they did couple hours 48 hours ago yep. speaking of the Latavius line uh, some news around that line uh, it's been reported uh, by Brian Daybol that Tommy DeVito will remain the starter even wow. though Tyrod Taylor is back at practice so Monday Night Football Tommy DeVito yeah, let's go Tommy DeVito <laughs> yeah. Giants trying to roll that tank forward yes, right now yes well yeah. played Giants but, by the way Tommy DeVito currently the best quarterback in New York undisputed undisputed well in the uh, city of Zach? New York Zach nope you're forgetting Josh Allen does technately live <laughs> yeah. in New York. I was going to say, I said city of New York. Yeah. I just well, said city of East Rutherford. The city, <laughs> yeah. the city of East Rutherford. Got yeah, it. Fair, enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. The, anyway, um, yeah, the best non-Josh Allen quarterback <laughs> yeah. in the state of yeah. New York. How about that? I'll take that. All right, waiver wired wide receivers led off by Browns Elijah Moore available in fifty-seven percent of leagues. Oh, here's Tony Brooks, a kid that can really sling it. <laughs> yeah, <sure>. Columbia. I, <laughs> NYU. Fordham, to say Fordham actually Fordham. genuinely probably does, being honest. All right. Wide receivers here. Elijah Moore uh, tops 80 yards in week 13 thanks to the resurgent Joe Flacco, Jay. He looked incredible in this game. I know he didn't have a great start. It wasn't an amazing performance, but geez, he was throwing the ball well. He's throwing absolute frozen ropes. And Elijah Moore, who played with. I was going to say, they've had year. success together. Yeah, before, they have actually. a connection. It looks like yeah. Amari Cooper. We need to understand his status better, but he is in some doubt. So there's a chance that Elijah Moore is going to be a wide receiver one going up against the Jags defense who just got absolutely shredded by Jake Browning. Uh, now, look, the total in that game is 30 and a half, which gives some indication that Trevor Lawrence perhaps won't play. But I think Elijah Moore is a viable flex uh, if, uh, with Joe Flacco as his quarterback. 12, you mentioned the 12 targets, the 29% target share. Again, Amari Cooper left this game early, so that was part of it. But he is now... He's played a lot of games with Joe Flacco. Elijah Moore has, both with the Jets and now this one with the Browns. And in half of the games, literally 50% of the games that Joe Flacco and Elijah Moore have played together, Elijah Moore's gotten at least nine targets. Find someone who looks at you the right. way Joe Flacco looks at Elijah Moore. That's the thing that always drove people crazy about Zach Wilson is, is like, Joe Flacco can look at and find Elijah Moore. Why can't Zach and Wilson? Garrett Wilson. If there's a trend here with Flacco <laughs> and good Jets receivers and Zach Wilson. Yeah. Sick world we live in. Do you think they stick with Flacco even if DTR clears concussion protocol? Yeah, I think so. I mean, at least I think they should. I think they should. He's better. He gives them a a more viable chance. Like, he opens up that offense a little bit. Like, you know, the run game was effective. Again, tough loss. I think that the defense let him down a little bit. And credit to the Rams. Stafford played lights out. The the Rams just played great. Uh, But, you know, the Jets – the. The Browns are still very much viable in this playoff mix. And while Flacco is not great from, you know, he's like, again, I say this with no disrespect. He is a professional quarterback. Like, he can run the offense. He, is, he has enough of an arm and enough of a command of the offense that you, have, you can't just load the box. You have to play it, play it straight up. And with DTR at this point in his career, I don't think you have to do that. I think you can right. say, like, we'll put guys on single coverage. We'll load the box and we'll, we'll take our chances that we don't think DTR can beat us over the top. And that proved to be the case before they 
before they ultimately ended up going to Flacco. Last week you called someone a semi-professional quarterback, which was below the Latavius line. No, that's right. Well, it was, I think it might have been Trevor Simeon or someone of that ilk. But no, Flacco certainly is above the Latavius line of quarterbacks, or at least who, right who on is the the, Who's the Latavius line for quarterbacks? Uh, it, might be, it might be Flacco. It might yeah, be... Yeah, like current I, I almost, day Andy Dalton, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I would have, I would have said honestly before this the year, I would have said line. Josh Dobbs because yeah. he's just been sort of bounced. But like Dobbs has gotten too good. Dobby, yeah, um, Dobby, Dobby. Yeah. Uh, so, is it the Tommy DeVito line? <laughs> we'll find like, it. Yeah. It certainly has a ring to it. Yeah. Uh, so if nothing else, I have to think about that. Yeah. Use hashtag FF Happy Hour. And let us know. Worst quarterback line. By the way, last thing on that game. So yesterday morning, the line on that game was Jags minus three in Cleveland. It is now Cleveland minus three on DraftKings, trending towards three and a half. So, and that was one this this morning. So all the money suggesting that Trevor Lawrence will be out on the short break. All right, our next wide receiver here, Noah Brown. He has the goose egg in Week 13 against the Broncos. Two targets, no catches, but. Unfortunately, Tank Dell has undergone surgery. We knew he's out for the year now. Uh, they have the Jets, which they could be tough to throw against, but then the Titans, Browns, and Titans again. And, Matthew, you would think now without Tank Dell in a pass-happy offense that's had a lot of success with C.J. Stroud, that Brown's going to be involved again. You think about that Week 6 game that Tank Dell also missed with a concussion, and he had a 21% target share, Noah Brown did, in that game. Played 79% of the snaps. I know he didn't get a, 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 a you know any looks, uh, really, he got to just the two targets last week, but he still played basically 80% of snaps. And make no mistake, DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner, they're going to know where Nico Collins is at all times on the field on Sunday. So Noah Brown, who plays some in the slot, uh, I think they will free him up. You don't love his matchup necessarily this week against the Jets, to your point, but we are all believers in C.J. Stroud. We're believers in the Texans' offense, and Noah Brown believes to be, it looks like he is the next man up. Honestly, if I was looking for the rest of the season, I would prefer, I think, Noah Brown over Elijah Moore. If I need somebody this week, Elijah Moore, because there's a chance Amari Cooper misses and Noah Brown has to face the Jets. But, like, just in terms of the rest of the season, we know for the rest of the season, Noah Brown is absolutely going to play 80% of the snaps on a good offense with a good quarterback. Right? Elijah Moore, as much as there's a connection between Flacco yeah, and still, Elijah Moore. It's still Joe Flacco. It's still Joe Flacco. They're, they'll have Amari Cooper Njoku had a bad day at the office last week. He'll get more involved. So, again, just sort of depends on what you need this week. If you need someone this week, it's Elijah Moore. If you need somebody for the rest of the season, I prefer Noah Brown to Elijah Moore. But both should be popular wave wire pickups tonight. Yep. He should be rostered in every league. I mean, two of his past three games, he's gone over 150 yards, and the main guy in that offense, or at least one of the two main guys, is now gone. So we expect that he's going to get a ton of run. The only thing is, and you mentioned it, like the Jets' defense. Credit to the Jets' defense for staying as good as they have through this absolute mess of a season and the offense being just comically inept. They, I think they have a, as good an argument as anyone for the best defense in football with how Dallas and Cleveland have gotten lit up lately. Like this Jets' defense is incredible, and there's no easy yards against they, them. They, they've been absolutely amazing. Hey, Connor, you're there every day. You're at practice. You cover the team for SNY. Has there been any conversation internally about, hey, when we get the ball back, let's just immediately punt, get our our defense <laughs> back on the pin them, and like let's 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 they just three like, safeties. The only chance I had was when they took a two 0 lead on a safety. Yeah, right. because yeah, three safeties. Can because we maintain you know this two nothing like, lead? Because if we just if we immediately punt, nothing bad happens, right? right. We, if we just if we just we go sixty minutes uh, with just defense, yeah. just sixty minutes of hell. Their best chance was getting a pick six off Desmond Ritter, and to his credit, he didn't throw it. He didn't make the mistake. Felt like right. it was coming for a time. But, uh, no, it's an incredible defense. Just no weak points at the yeah. moment. They did it against Tua. That was the, yeah. the high point of the game, yep. the pick six against yep. Tua. That's all they're going to do. So. And not only is it an incredible defense, but, I mean, think about what they've accomplished. They're great, right? But think about what they've accomplished because more often than not, their defense leave, their offense leaves them in bad field position and with short rest. Like, without any knowledge off, off the top of my head, I bet their time of possession. I think they're 31st. I mean, right. 31st in yeah, time of possession. Right. right. So, I mean, like, just the def- the other side of that, it means the defense has the second highest yes. time of possession, that they've been on the field more than every other defense in the NFL except for one. And so the fact that they're constantly out there, they're constantly in bad field position, you know, and they continue to just, like, get stop after stop after stop, it's unbelievable. And, you know, Robert Sala has done a great job. And with that defense, I mean – it's going to be really interesting if if Salah survives this season, I and I feel like he like I feel like he should like I, I don't I don't know. It'll be up to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it'll be up to Aaron Rodgers. Coach Rodgers. So, so, all right, all right. I got an idea. They fire Salah, head coach 
Alan Lazard, who says no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Get him off the books. Get him Daniel off the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but it Lazard makes Lazard calls plays. Yeah, well, is that, I'm just. I'm just I think Hackett think deserves about. another shot after the job he did yes. in Denver. I reckon we roll it back <laughs> yes. with Nathaniel. Oh, boy. All right. Pop Douglas, Patriots wide receiver. Demario Douglas, of course, against the Steelers on the short week. Thursday night football, 74% available. Now, this is one that you got to be careful with. you got to watch. He missed week 13 with the concussion. Matthew, he did not practice Monday. So there's a That's, trickle effect of this Right. One. And, but Monday, again, because the Patriots play on Thursday, Monday isn't a real practice. It's an estimation, like if they had practice right. kind of thing. He's still in the concussion protocol. Now, if he clears the protocol... We like him. I get it. It's Bailey Zappi. But in his last two games, weeks 10 and 12, uh, where he played with a variety of quarterbacks, dude had a 30% target share. He's had at least four straight games with five or more receptions. Now, Devontae Parker missed some of that, so that's part of why he gets those uh, get that massive target share. But he still should get a lot of looks on Thursday night. The Steelers allow the seventh most yards per game to the slot. Douglas, obviously, like 70% of his targets are from the slot. That's where he lines up. He's a young player. I know he's somebody that the Patriots like. We've talked about Pop Douglas quite a bit throughout the years. So, again, if I needed someone for this week and he does clear the concussion protocol, Demario Douglas is pretty interesting on Thursday night in a game in which they don't have a lot of other ways to move the ball other than Ezekiel Elliott. Yep, and the Steelers' defense has been solid, but they've also given up a ton of explosive plays this season. So, Pop Douglas is someone who can take advantage of that. Can Bailey Zappi get the ball to him? Not entirely sure, we'll particularly see. if TJ Watt is out there. But, I mean, he's the number one wide receiver on a theoretical I'll tell you NFL this. Offense. I feel better about the opportunity for Bailey Zappi to get the ball to Douglas in the slot in the middle of the yep. field on crossing routes than I do about, you know, Devontae Parker trying to, you know, beat a guy one-on-one. Right. Like, you know, like, Devontae Parker's like, at this point, to me, just – Connor feels like a, a jump ball guy. Like, he's got to be a 50-50 ball guy. Yeah, he's not running away from anybody. No. He's got to play above the rim, and they don't have a quarterback that's good enough in those situations. And Parker's right. been hurt. Yeah. And that's a situation you don't feel great about. All you do not. So I'm with you on Pop Douglas. Our next one, Panthers wide receiver. rooting for the Patriots. Come on, we got to get the commanders yeah, down to me, the three seed. You and me both. Come on, let's. Let's go. Panthers wide receiver Jonathan Mingo available 93% of leagues. He's got the Saints. Jay, this was one of those where you said just when you thought you were out, you're maybe back in. He had 69 yards in week 13 on 10 targets. I mean, somebody needs to get these targets in the Carolina passing attack. Yeah, so we talked about this where I think I'd bet the over on Jonathan Mingo's receiving yards, which was always set at like 28 and a half, like every single week, his first nine games, and he went two and seven. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out on the Mingo experience. And now he's gone 60 and 69 the past two weeks. Uh, and I haven't gotten any taste of <laughs> that but it's, it's, this has been the thing all year he plays every snap and now that the offense seems to have changed a little bit with Frank Reich out maybe he becomes the guy the rest of the way with Adam Thielen you know potentially slowing down a little bit as the season goes on so Mingo uh yeah I think he's viable through volume alone by the way it sounds like it's that sounds like a kiosk in the mall a taste of Mingo <laughs> yes a taste of Mingo <laughs> you know I just I can see I it's can like see, Italian ice or something yeah, yeah. something yeah. I, just, yeah. I just see my 12 year old daughters as we're walking through <laughs> yes. the mall you know saying like daddy can we go to yes. taste of Mingo yeah yeah I, I want the I want the fruit smoothie yeah I asked to go and I was told no and it's gone two and oh since I lost my taste of Mingo yeah I mean but uh they've taken a couple of deep shots now to him multiple deep targets in three straight games since week 10 a 26 percent target share to your point there's at least some variance here with Jonathan Mingo. They know they've got, they've got to build for the future. He is somebody that is a rookie. Like, Adam Thielen's not going to be there for a long time. Who knows about DJ Shark as well. So, you know, the more that Bryce Young and Jonathan Mingo can develop a connection, that's good. So Jonathan Mingo comes in at number four on our wide receiver list. At number five, Zay Jones of Jacksonville. He's got the Browns this week. He's available in 79% of leagues. If you watch Monday Night Football, you saw two things. Christian Kirk leave with an injury. And then, of course, uh, Zay Jones has eight targets and gets 78 yards off of those eight targets, Matthew. So, I mean, with the Kirk injury right now and Zay Jones healthy, it feels like there's a question with no more Trevor Lawrence, but Zay Jones has to be involved. He's played two games this year with 75% of the snaps. Two games where he's had at least 75% of the snaps. In those two games, he's got a 21% target share. And again, if Christian Kirk is going to miss time, even if it's a backup quarterback, Zay Jones, who has multiple red zone targets in half of his games this year, suddenly becomes kind of a viable guy in an offense that should still be pass first and pass heavy. Maybe they go a little bit more run heavy under um, under C.J. Beathard, yeah. but Doug Peterson... Former NFL quarterback Doug Peterson, former Andy Reid disciple, is always going to be a throw-first coach. 
Yep. And the thing with Zay Jones as well is his stats were very good last night. Lawrence missed him on a bomb down the left sideline. It would have been, it might have been an 85 yard touchdown or yeah. something. Like, so that was also missing from his stats. Zay Jones, you could tell as soon as the ball slightly over, he starts banging the ground because he knows that, you know, that, that would have been a big one. So yeah, he's clearly the guy next to Calvin Ridley in that offense if Kirk is out. Odell Beckham Jr. coming off the bye week in week 13. He's available in 61% of leagues. He's got the Rams, then Jacksonville on Sunday night football. And let's take a look at Odell's last six games where, Matthew, he's had double-digit fantasy points in three of his past four. We've seen the Lamar-Odell connection we were hoping for. 23% target share in his last two as well. And so, uh, you know, he wasn't playing a ton of, a ton of snaps. Three straight games where he's played under 35% of the snaps. But when he's out there, that he's being targeted. He's obviously got the big playability. And I wonder if some of the limited snaps is because he wasn't 100% healthy. And so off of the bye, because we talked about this after the last game. We're like, he looks spry. Explosive. Yeah, like he looked, oh, yeah, that's the OBJ, I remember. Like, expl- yeah, explosive. And so uh, off of the bye, uh, working more with, with Lamar uh, as they continue to try to find ways to replace Mark Andrews' production in this offense. You know, it'll be some Zay Flowers and some Isaiah Likely, but Odell Beckham Jr., who's available in 61% of Yahoo leagues, suddenly becomes interesting as a guy you may need this week. Yeah, and I think the Bengals won. That's the key game where he had the seven targets, goes four for 116. That was the game where he really looked like uh, New York Giants, Odell Beckham. Uh, And the fact that, you know, he really hurt his shoulder in that game, and then he played the Chargers game as a game-time decision, but to your point, off the bye, also had an extended rest before the Chargers game, so hopefully he's full go. He could absolutely be the number one option in a Lamar Jackson offense the rest of the way. Our last one, Jamison Williams against the Bears, available in 76% of leagues. Jamison Williams quietly involved in the Detroit offense recently, and not even just as a receiver. He has the rushing touchdown in Week 13 against the Saints, and Jay, the speed just pops on tape when you see any ball go Jamison Williams' way. Yeah, so question for you, Connor. What what is Jamison Williams? Because it seems like the way that he's used, he just hasn't been able to get the consistency. I know he looks so explosive and the touchdown was awesome, but is he a guy who's going to be able to see 10 targets? What what is he? I think that's the issue, right? You have an offense with Amon Ross St. Brown where so much of the targets are funneled toward him and Sam Laporta's way that Jamison Williams right now, when he's not getting that big play you're hoping for in fantasy, he's probably a decoy that creates a lot of space on the field. And Maybe that's not what you want to hear about a guy you traded up into the top 15 to get, but that's a really impactful part of the offense. Yep. Because right now it feels like he's kind of Kadarius Tony-ish. Right. The you, need the big, you need the touchdown. Yeah. And he's gotten that in the last Percy couple Harvin. weeks. Right. The, the positives are he's played over 50% of snaps each of the last four games. We know he's got talent and uh, he's speedy. It's a pretty good offense. If you're down this far, but again, a little bit of a, a lottery ticket for the future as well. Roll Tide. Uh, last, so is, you want to go to the full screen here? Yeah, we'll, and, we'll recap yep. your top wide receiver yep. waiver targets for Week 14. Elijah Moore, Noah Brown, Pop Douglas, Jonathan Mingo, Zay Jones, Devontae Parker, Odell Beckham, Jamison Williams, and then Rashid Shaheed. Yeah, and I just want to mention Devontae Parker. He's down at six because we're hoping and expecting Demario Douglas to clear concussion protocol and play on Thursday night. But if we get news that Demario Douglas is ruled out, Parker would move up in this list because we do – with Douglas out, we saw him. He got a lot of targets last week. He's not great, but they're going to have to throw Somebody's to someone. All right, we have some well, breaking, breaking news, news here. We got a lot of breaking show. news. Yes, breaking news here from Josina Anderson. I'm told the Jets are signing quarterback Brett Rippon oh, no. off of Seattle's practice squad and are releasing Tim Boyle per source. Aaron Rodgers somewhere. Oh, uh, very serious. That's his, that's his buddy. I think they, they wanted Rippon way earlier in the season before they signed Simeon, right. and he got – Bumped up to a 53-man roster, if I remember correctly. So I'm not surprised that that's to the Rams. The he played. He, he started a game for yes. the Rams this year. Yeah, he oh got elevated to a roster. He was not great. <laughs> no, I mean this isn't anything to you know. Why this is getting another Trevor Simeon? Right. Yeah. But yeah. better than the man that he's replacing. He is better than Tim Boyle. Boyle. Say what you want about Brett Rippin. Yeah. He is better than Tim Boyle. Is he? Okay. The he Brett Rippin yeah. line. Yeah, the line. I, he's, he's below I can't line, listen. I, I'm a Washington fan. Yeah. You know, Mark Rippon won us the Super Bowl. I can't. You know, this is nephew. It's, yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't besmirch the Rippon name. name. You understand okay. that? No, that's fair. Uh, you understand that? By the way, there's also some actual breaking news. I'll just <laughs> you know make no mistake. Obviously that um, Pete scared me a little uh, bit when he got in our ear. Was, okay. I was expecting like somebody tore their ACL. Uh, uh, so Christian Kirk has a core muscle injury. Quote. He will miss some time, that is according to Jaguars head coach, uh, Doug Peterson. So certainly we'll see that. And then also uh, 
This is from uh, Michael DeRocco, who covers the Jaguars for ESPN. He's tweeting out, Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson says, quarterback Trevor Lawrence has a right high ankle sprain. Oh, boy. Everything is stable, though, and team will see where he is, is where he is in a couple of days. Yeah. Got that alert from the Fantasy Life app, which is, of course, free to download. Great alerts on the Fantasy Life app. It's, Love the alerts. It, and, and they're alert unbelievable, guy. and it's 100% free. By the way, also, here's one more. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network. Asked if Trevor, um, he tweeted this. Asked if Trevor Lawrence has a legitimate shot to play Sunday versus Cleveland. Peterson said he's not going to put a timetable on it, and reiterates they'll see how he looks in a couple of days. That's a no. There's no way. So he won't be There's no way. That's, that's, a, that's a, a no to me. Plant leg with a high ankle. Yeah. I mean, this isn't Mahomes in the Super Bowl. You just never know how high the ankle sprain is on right. the high ankle. It seems like there are some low high ankle sprains these days. You never know. But I wouldn't expect that he's going to play in the latest three and a half. And here's the injury. Brutal, uh, yeah, not... This is the third time he's had one of these. It's, I know that's just flukish luck. He must have incredible flexibility. He had a is this on the, the lines. It, legitimate, like, jokes aside, is that on the offensive lineman for not being aware? I mean, he gets he gets blown off of his block there, yeah. right? But, like... It's a fast game. I mean, it, it's not a good rep from the offensive lineman, but I think Lawrence will be the first to tell you that, like, unfortunately these things happen in football. Right. I just I like and somebody else tweeted this out, but there's eight billion golf carts in in Florida, and they couldn't find one to like. Trevor, right. They made Trevor Lawrence limp off. Yeah, like, it he, was like he's weird, it, right? Apparently, it's like a war I, scene. Apparently, sometimes when you do an ankle, like the people do want to walk it off a little bit, and Lawrence might have just turned down the cart, but. It's a little bit strange that you just don't give your franchise quarterback. It's a long oh, way. Yeah. Long way. Yeah. They're like, hey, you know, no, keep putting pressure on it. Yeah. Like, I think your natural reaction is, like, I imagine a quarterback in that moment was like, no, no card. Like, no, no card. Maybe someone was like, all right, no card, I guess. Yeah, he'll <laughs> just carry you. A little strange. But once yards. they got out of the stadium, how about uh, a cart? Yeah, maybe. Well, if you unfortunately lost guy. Trevor Lawrence last night, we're here to help a quarterback waiver targets. You see Joshua Dobbs available in 55% of leagues. Jameis Winston against the Panthers available in almost every league. Gardner Minshew. There's some people on this desk that recommended streaming Gardner Minshew last year. Uh, last week, and he was fine. And then Joe Flacco against Jacksonville as well here, Matthew. Look, I mean, we just saw Jake Browning. Um, by the way, Jake Browning should be on this list too. I mean, like, we'll Honestly. talk about that coming up. But uh, Browning looked good. Uh, Flacco plays, um, uh, Flacco plays <laughs> the Jaguars. Um, you know, he, he had 44 pass attempts. In his what? Pete's, Pete's cooking. Pete, okay. Pete's just, cooking. He just said it now. Here's maybe Pete's, we should have discussed Pete's, this in the meeting. Pete's morning. having his Jordan Love game <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's a good month. The other anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been really a really good high season. high in EPA per play. Yeah. Yeah. Second most yards per pass attempt over the last four weeks. The Jaguars allow the second most yards per pass attempt. They've given up at least two touchdown passes three of the last four. So Joe Flacco, in a game in which he should be throwing, uh, has a nice matchup as well. We talked about Minshew as well. 40 passing attempts or 250 passing yards in back-to-back games. Bengals allow the second most passing yards per game in that one. Going up the list, we're going, Dobby is, you know, the only question on Dobby was, is he going to keep the job? Yeah. But it appears that he is. He's going to be the starting quarterback of the Vikings. He'd be number one. You love his facing schedule. Las Vegas. Oh, Look at that schedule. Right? Yeah. Raiders. Raiders. Um, and then... Uh, Bengals. Bengals. On Saturday. Right? Detroit and Green And then Bay. Detroit and Green Bay. And then Detroit again. So that's like... If you're without a quarterback and you're positive. making the playoffs... I, I'm thinking Josh Dobbs. If I have a Raiders shot have at. allowed 290 passing yards and two passing touchdowns in back-to-back games as well. Dobby off the bye gets Justin Jefferson back. Yeah. Uh, so we sort of like that. And uh, famous Jameis. We'll see what happens with their car dealing with a concussion. He's got other. Uh, he's got a rib injury as well. But like Jameis is always a roller coaster. But he'll th- he's you know he's totally effing. Olave's down there somewhere and uh, should be uh, should be a good matchup at home against the Carolina Panthers. Just quickly before we move on, uh, Minshew, great matchup against the Bengals. Also going to be rain and 21-mile-per-hour winds uh, in Cincinnati on Sunday, so that yeah. dampens it a bit. Yeah, and then I, w- I would have Browning at fifth here. I mean, again, they're playing the Colts. The Colts are pretty good defense as well, and uh, it was a nice nice da- game for, uh, for Jake Browning, uh, but just in terms of the matchup. But, look, we, and we'll talk about Browning coming up, but I do think Browning is a viable guy as well, again, depending if, on how deep your league is. Let's take a look at the tight end waiver targets, starting with Isaiah Likely against the Rams, available in 65% of leagues, followed by Chargers tight end Gerald Everett, who's available in 61% of leagues. He's got the Broncos on tap. Chigakonkwo against the Dolphins. He's available in 69% of leagues. 
Tucker Craft on the Packers against the Giants, available at 94%. Tanner Hudson of the Bengals, available at 96%. And then Brevin Jordan, Jay, of the Texans, he's got the Jets. We saw Kyle Pitts have actually a decent game against the Jets last week, available in 85% of leagues. Yeah, Brevin Jordan is somewhat interesting uh, with Dalton Schultz out and just the fact that they're going to need to diversify the offense a bit without Tank Dell. Yeah, um, uh, you know, Isaiah likely... Second most targets on the team in Week 12. He had a 20% target share. Worth noting the Rams allow the third most fantasy points to tight ends. Coming off the bye where they've had a chance to work likely more into the offense. You feel good about that. Chigakonkwo's two highest yardage games this season have both come in the last two weeks. He was strong down the stretch last week. I know it's been kind of an up-and-down season for both Akonkwo, the Titans offense, and Will Levis. But the fact of the matter is he's had at least five targets in three of the past four. And when you're down this far, you're kind of like, okay. I need a tight end that's got a shot at a touchdown, and that's that's Chica Conquo. Yep. We like. If you need to stream a defense, let's take a look at three that are available in a lot of leagues. The Texans against the Jets, 87% available. The Packers against the Giants, which that'll be Tommy DeVito, by the way, 81% hey. available. And the Colts against the Bengals, 69% available. And if you had to pick someone up from all the names we went through today, you got to drop someone. Here's some droppable players rostered in over 50% of leagues. Kareem Hunt, Khalil Herbert, Tank Dell, Jahan Dotson, Jerry Judy, Tyler Boyd, and Logan Thomas. Obviously, Dotson and Thomas on the bye this week, Matthew. Yeah, I'm not worried about – I'm not worried – like, obviously, no one's going to pick him up for this week. And if somebody wants to play Logan Thomas or Jahan Dotson in the fantasy playoffs, let them. Yeah, good luck to them. Yeah. With that, we'll take our first break. When we're back, we'll talk more Jake Browning and, of course, the impact of Trevor Lawrence's injury – from Bengals, the Big Bengals upset over Jacksonville on Monday Night Football. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I was just going to be, you know what I'm saying, be a jerk. I us just say that. I was just going to be a jerk today. Take towels. Just do stuff. Why? I just felt like being an evil person today. <laughs> so. Yeah. You were nasty. Uh, nah. I just, in pregame, I just told T, like, T, I just feel like being evil today. You like when you walk out uh, of the locker room here, you're going to feel like a villain walking out? I don't know. I feel like one right now. That was Jamar Chase on being evil today. Jamar Chase, the Jake Browning connection, guys. What an upset win for the Bengals. Sometimes I feel evil. Sometimes I sometimes. feel I get that. Yeah, sure, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Listen, God bless Jake Browning. Remember the <laughs> yeah. remember this league that I've been complaining about like the entire week about that like, I'm gonna lose out of the playoffs, everything like that? And I was going to lose to the last place team because they had DK Metcalf, the, the league that I, B-Rubes I, is in. I zoned out a little bit. I remember the cliff notes of it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I don't blame you. Anyway. Jake Browning and Joe Mixon. I needed the greatest game of their lives last night. I had a Monday you night miracle came back. I'm in the playoffs. I ended up coming right. back and winning because I had I started Jake that league. I lost Joe Bur- Joe Burrow. I started Jake Browning, uh, who gets the the worst QB sneak in history, but it gets That's, in. Yeah, um, wasn't very. And I had Joe Mixon, and uh, and God bless, God bless Jake there Browning. Monday night Monday miracles do come true. I'm in the playoffs, and now I, and I play in this league. I play producer Damian. This would be tough. I have my work cut out for me. Okay. Jake yeah. Browning once threw 91 touchdowns in a single high school season. That seems pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I throw 91 touchdowns in the NFL season. Okay, playing like I, he did how last does that night. even happen? That's what I, I tried doing the math in my head, and I just can't get around it. i got to go on YouTube and no, find it. It's like this. six a game or whatever. Easy. Yeah. Uh, that's no, not even close to six yeah, a game. Because yeah, okay, in high school, they only play, play like, it's like yeah. nine a game. Okay, how many did they? So say he won the state championship. He probably had to have about seven a game. At least seven a game, I would think. That's and it's that's I mean, bananas. That's remarkable. In it's Australia, remarkable. we have our and it's also mean. mirror our pro seasons, ah, like yes. real countries. Right. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> you guys moved to an eighteen-week season. Yeah, exactly. Brutal. Poor no kids on the IR for twelve-year-olds. No, Australian <laughs> young athletes. You guys are just free. out there in like little skirts and whatever, <laughs> skirts. And like yeah, with like kilts or whatever it is. Kilts, yeah. um, look, uh, real talk here for a second. Uh, let's talk about Cincinnati. I, Browning was terrific, right? He had more fantasy points in week thirteen than in his last two games combined. 
his hot, fourth highest QBR in week 13. I think I saw that he set the record for the highest uh, completion percentage of a player in his second game ever and the highest completion percentage by a Bengals quarterback ever. Better than Burrow, better than Carson Palmer, better than the Red Rifle. Um, <laughs> Hello, list. Yes, it uh, certainly is. But look, and I think, you know, 354 yards, he, he gets he gets he a few points with his legs, he gets a rushing touchdown, as he saw there, and 22 points. Like, I think he's... I think he's a viable two-quarterback league, uh, you know, streamer if you need it. Colts, then Vikings at Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Schedule doesn't do them any favors, but they're going to have to throw it as a fantasy-friendly offense here. Nice to see Joe Mixon do Joe Mixon things. Second game this season with 25 touches. I expect him to lean on the run uh, with Browning under center. But I thought the interesting thing here was the usage of Chase Brown. He played only 11 offensive uh, plays, right? Just 15% of the snaps. But he touched the ball on nine of them, and it feels like, again, as we approach waivers, and you're tr- if you have Mixon, Chase Brown becomes an important insurance back if you're making the playoffs. Not somebody you'd ever start, but if something were to happen to Mixon, Chase Brown would become pretty important. Yep, certainly. Played with a lot of bursts last night. Chase Brown seemed to add some vigor into the offense. Just on Jake Browning quickly, he was fantastic last night. I'd rein it in a little bit in terms of projecting him going forward. One, he's got some tough matchups. Two, he was only pressured on 27% of his dropbacks last night. Jags don't really have a pass rush. Right. He was pressured on 48% against Baltimore, 34% against Pittsburgh, and he wasn't nearly as effective in those games. But I think it is great to see how quickly he's been getting the ball out as yeah. well. No, he was great of, last night. Yeah, but I, I agree with you, Jay. Jacksonville's pass rush, big problem, and a big win for the Bengals. That, that was a must-win for their playoff hopes yep. last night, and he went on the road, and he won it on a national stage. I think the positives of T. Higgins here, he's played 78% of the snaps. He led all Bengals wide receivers in average depth of target. I know, bad day at the office, but the fact is, is that after what you saw last night, T. Higgins was back. Jake Browning looked a lot better. I think you feel better about T. Higgins after last night as well. Jags with the Lawrence injury. They'll lean on Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, and the run game. We're going to break when we're back. Back to the futures right after this. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Time for a little Back to the Futures, Jay. What are we looking at this week? We're going to coach of the year, Connor. Uh, I like the odds of the stick man, Shane Steichen, who's plus 500. Don't know why his odds are twice as much as D'Amico Ryan's. They're both 7-5, and five, except D'Amico's got the next Peyton Manning as his quarterback, and uh, Shane Steichen's got Gardner Minshew. It's a miracle that this Colts team is 7-5. and five. They've been easy scheduled the rest of the way. I think they'll get the double-digit wins and make the playoffs. I think Shane Steichen's case is going to be better than anyone's, Matthew. By the way, how about Matt LaFleur at plus 2,000 down there? Like, the Packers were left for dead, and Jordan Love looks like... <laughs> Wait, do they, are they going to have three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row Maybe. in Green Bay? It's unbelievable, they, especially given the fact that they've been without Aaron Jones so much of the year and Watson's been in and out. Look at their schedule. Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings. I mean, it's the easiest schedule down the stretch the for slide. Matt LaFleur. So, I'm, yeah, Coach of the Year at plus 2,000. I'm looking at the Rams to make the playoffs plus 155. Yes, they have to play the Ravens and the 49ers in two of their last five, but the Commanders, the Saints, the Giants – I think they win all three of those. They get to at least nine wins. The Niners is the last week of the season. If the Niners are resting anyone, the Rams could actually stumble into ten wins and make the playoffs. By the way, and if that happens, Sean McVay is plus 6,000 to win Coach of the Year. That's another team that was sort of left for dead. If they get in, I think Sean McVay, who the media loves, has a good shot at the title. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For Jay, for Connor, I'm Matthew. That's Connor. Yeah. (laughs) Peace out.